Hello, everyone. Welcome to Cody's Car Conundrum. I'm your host, Cody Wagner. No duh, right? Here we discuss everything from car news, culture, movies, stories, games, interviews, events, and so much more. Without further delay, on with the show. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to another new car special. Today, we're talking about the 2022 Mazda CX-60. Debuts as the brand's most powerful production car and gets a straight-six engine and a fev. Mazda's crossover blitz continues with the unveiling of the new CX-60 for the European, Japanese, and Australian markets, highlighted by the introduction of a new platform and the brand's first straight-six gasoline engine and diesel engines, as well as plug-in hybrid powertrains. The two-row mid-size CX-60 is slightly larger than the CX-50 unveiled for North America last year. It utilizes Mazda's new rear and all-wheel drive SkyActive multi-solutions scalable architecture. <laughs> what a mouthful. Measuring 4,745 millimeters or 186.8 inches long, 1,890 millimeters or 74.4 inches wide, and 1,680 millimeters or 66.1 inches tall, while rocking a 2,870 millimeter from 112.9 inch wheelbase. The exterior of the CX60 builds on Mazda's Kodo Soul of Motion design philosophy and sports a deeply sculpted front fascia with an aggressive rear end. Catching the eye are the vertically stacked head headlight lamps, and the L-shaped daytime running lights. Customers will be offered eight colors, jet black, deep crystal blue, sonic silver, platinum quartz, arctic white, rhodium white, premium metallic, machine gray, and soul red crystal. The CX-60 is available with 18 and 20 inch wheels. Found inside are a number of features unique to the CX-60. For example, it features a full TFT LCD digital instrument cluster, a 12.3 inch infotainment display, and a large heads-up display that is three times larger than that of the CX-30. There is also an intriguing driver personalization system that incorporates an automatic driving position guide, which uses a camera to detect the position of the driver's eyes and input about their height to automatically adjust the seat, steering wheel, heads-up display, and wing mirrors into the perfect position. That's cool. That's really cool. That, that probably makes the uh, memory system that a lot of FCA products and other cars have uh, pretty redundant. It might add weight, but it does make it redundant. Although I do have to wonder, you know, how good is the system? How good is the automatic driving position guide? How good is the automatic adjustment of the seat, steering wheel, and heads-up display? We'll have to wait for videos on that, but I am, I am very interested in that system. Hopefully it's good. There is also ample storage with the CX-60. With the rear seats upright, it can carry 570 liters or 20.1 cubic feet, and that increases to 1,148 1, liters or 40.5 cubic feet with the rear seats folded flat, and 1,726 liters or 60.9 cubic feet when loaded to the ceiling. While Mazda hasn't confirmed specifics for all markets, we do know that the CX-60 will be available with three engine options in Europe. The first of these powertrains is Mazda's first plug-in hybrid that pairs a modified version of its pre-existing 2.5-liter Skyactiv-G four-cylinder petrol engine with an electric motor and a 17.8-kilowatt-hour lithium-ion battery pack. The 2.5-liter pumps out 189 horsepower, or 141 kilowatts, at 6,000 RPM, and 192 pound-feet, or 261 newton-meters of torque, while the electric motor adds an extra 134 horsepower, that's nice, 100 kilowatts, and 184 pound-feet, or 250 newton-meters of torque, resulting in a combined 323 horsepower, 241 kilowatts, and 368 pound-feet, or 500 newton-meters of torque. This makes the CX-35 the most powerful road car that Mazda has ever produced. And it's a crossover of all things. The Japanese automaker says this variant can hit 62 miles per hour or 100 kilometers per hour in an impressive 5.8 seconds and continue through to a limited top speed 
to a yeah to a limited top speed of 124 miles per hour or 200 kilometers per hour. The FEV offers up 60 kilometers or 37 miles of all-electric range, and the battery can be fully charged in four hours via normal AC charging. WLTP combined fuel consumption sits at just 1.5 liters per 100 kilometers or 156 US MPG with the 18-inch wheels and 1.6 liters per 100 kilometers, or 147 US MPG with the 20-inch wheels. The second powertrain option consists of a 3-liter inline-six e X petrol engine that also locks a 48-volt mild hybrid system. Mazda will also sell the CX-60 with a 3.3-liter eSkyActiv D diesel inline-six with 48-volt mild hybrid technology. Performance specifications for these inline-six powertrains haven't been, haven't been announced yet. All Mazda CX-60 models rock a new 8-speed automatic transmission that features a multi-plate clutch and an integrated electric motor generator that replaces a traditional torque converter. An iActive all-wheel drive system also comes standard. Various driving modes are available, namely normal, sport, off-road, tour, towing, and EV. The CX-60 FEV has a towing capacity of 2,500 kilograms or 5,511 pounds. That is more like it. Mazda also invested a lot of time on the, on the suspension system of the CX-60. Up front, the CX-60 features double wishbones and a multi-link setup at the rear. Mazda says the suspension enables drivers to experience smooth vehicle movement no matter what the driving situation. The SUV also features Mazda's Kinematic Posture Controller KPC that stabilizes the CX-60 under high G-forces by breaking the inside rear wheel slightly to mitigate roll. Various safety features come standard, including Mazda's new 360-degree view monitor vehicle, vehicle exit warning, Traffic safety recognition, advanced smart city brake, advanced smart city brake assist with pedestrian and cyclist detection, and intersection function, rear emergency brake assist with, with pedestrian detection, lane keeping assist with steering assist, and drowsiness detection. There is also a lane keep assist, blind spot monitoring, rear cross traffic alert, eye adaptive cru cruise control, hill lane hill sorry hill launch assist. Not sure why that's necessary in an automatic and an emergency stop signaling system. The new CX-60 is now on sale in Europe, with UK prices starting from £43,950 for the exclusive line, with the Homura and Takumi trim levels priced at £46,700 and £48,050 respectively. The FEV version is available for order now, with first delivery set to arrive this fall. It will be followed by a three-row, seven-seater model called the CX-80 for the same markets, while the wider body version of both SUVs are in the making for the North American market, where they will be branded the CX-70 and CX-90. Hard stats out of the way. What do I think of the looks? It looks like a Mazda SUV. <laughs> I mean, that's not a bad thing. Mazda has a beautiful design language. It works for a lot of SUVs. But hey, fact of the matter is this. It's, it's very similar looking to a lot of their other products. Now, there's not nothing distinguishing it from their other products. One of the biggest distinguishers, if you look from the side, is the proportions. It has, very, it has a very long hood, cabin, not rearward as such, but it's got the archetypal rear-wheel drive uh, proportions you'd expect of like sedans and even bigger SUVs. So again, really long hood, cabin being a bit further back than in other crossovers, like say a CRV. So I like that a lot, actually. It, I think the, the hood might be just a little bit too long, just a little bit too long. It's From a few angles, it looks almost disproportionate, but it's like... It's like Mazda looked at the Maserati Levante, said, okay, we're going to give it a slightly longer hood. Rest of it, we're just going to Mazda eyes, and then there you go. So it's kind of the Mazda Levante, but that makes it really attractive to me. At least at least judging from the photos, it does seem to be a pretty attractive looking SUV or crossover, I suppose, from the outside. 
Yeah, no, I like it. It definitely has a lot of Levante-esque flavors in it, though. That's for sure. Yeah, though, this looks good. Yeah, I like it a lot, actually. Interesting how they kind of split up the DRL. It is L-shaped, but it's not It's not connected. Where, where they have the grill, they have the sink. They let it be its own thing. So the actual headlight unit itself is separate from the, shall we say, accessory lights that's integrated into the grill. That's a little odd, but I, I don't hate it. I don't hate it at all. It's just a, it's a weird choice. Looks good. Looks perfectly fine. Just an odd choice. Tail lights, kind of very, very BMW-esque. I think they remind me heavily heavily of, of an X5, maybe? Maybe an X3. Yeah. But again, not bad. Just, it's interesting. It's interesting to see Mazda go... It's interesting to see Mazda decide to... It's interesting Mazda did what they did, made the decisions they did. Yeah, so outside... uh. Having said that, I don't like it that much from all angles. It is it is awkwardly proportioned. It looks like it looks like Mazda took a CX-5 and then added a really long hood to fit the straight line six. It doesn't it doesn't work from all angles, especially not this one. It's almost like it's almost like they took a CX-5 into Photoshop and then stretched the front end. That's honestly what it looks like. So I'm going to give it a six point eight. Really good looking from some angles, not so good looking from others. And that's the exterior. I'm going to give the exterior a six point eight. Yeah, from some places, though, from some angles, it is a very good-looking SUV. I, On the whole, I think I do like it, but I don't love it. I don't love it. But it does have that. It does have the proportions of a rear-wheel drive SUV for sure. Like, you know, you know the, the last-gen Ford Explorer and how that was fairly balanced front to back? And then we got the rear-wheel drive Explorer, the new one, and how the hood got longer. Yeah, that on the CX-60. Yeah, so pretty good-looking. 6.8, not perfect, but... Good looking. It is, it, is a, it is an attractive SUV for sure. If we go to the interior, pretty typical Mazda interior though, I would say a slight evolution from their, from the interiors of maybe pre-facelift models. It's, if you like Mazda interiors, if you have a Mazda, it, it'll feel very familiar. Just updated, just new, right? A slight evolution of their prior, of their prior interiors, but that means it looks good. I love Mazda interiors and I love their airbag cover. Nice and small, very nimble looking steering wheel. Only thing I think I don't like is the that I can see so far is the info is the infotainment screen. And that's just because it's so slim. Thankfully, they seem to have integrated it better into the dashboard than a lot of other brands held and even their prior models. But my problem is that it's too thin now. They didn't give the the base of it, the bottom half, hell, bottom quarter, especially the bottom quarter of the touchscreen, enough breathing room. So it's kind of the the dash structure. Or the, let's see, I just lost the interior shot. I, I was looking for a better one. Yeah, there's a central accent. It looks like a fiber. It looks like a, a fiber, yeah, because the, the touchscreen's at the top of the dash, like near, semi-near to the base of the windshield. And then you have this big fabric separation, and then you have air vents and some redundant, I think some redundant controls at the bottom here. All your HVAC functions, importantly. So they, they've placed the touchscreen really high up. For some people, it's going to be at eye level. And that's good-ish, but my problem is the central... It's not really a beam, but for lack of a better word, the central beam that splits where the touchscreen is from the air vents. It looks like it crops the very bottom of the touchscreen. And if there's anything there, if there's anything there at the base of the touchscreen, you might not... If you're shorter and you don't move the seat up, you're not going to be able to see it. So I think it's... I would have preferred that this beam, this, this touch point, fabric leather touch point in the middle of the dash. 
I would have preferred it be a little bit thinner so that the screen had a little bit more room to breathe. So you could see just a little bit more of it. Make it that little bit easier to see. Yeah, bunch of... That aside, the bunch of redundant controls at the bottom here, lovely, lovely. I like the gauge cluster package as well. It's it's digital still, and that makes me sad, but it looks good. It looks good. The interior design, man, the door panels and the way they wrap into the dash, into the dash itself, gorgeous. Love the air vents too, especially the ones on the far sides of the of the dash, vertically oriented. Oof. They got these gold accents or these bronze accents. I'm not sure. Really, really good looking interior. Seven point seven point six even out of ten. Lovely interior, very, I'd say, slight, maybe slightly more upscale even than the last Mazda interiors, and those were pretty upscale even still. Yeah, beautiful interior. So overall, I'm going to give the car a 7.5. Very well done, Mazda. Very, very good product. Pretty attractive looking SUV. Gorgeous interior. Very well done. What do you guys think of the new CX-60 though? Do you like it? Do you hate it? Somewhere in between, let me know in the comments uh, on the mobile app for Podbean and then below for YouTube. In any case, though, I hope you all enjoyed it. If you did, please make sure to like the episode, share the episode, and follow the podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, then please like, comment, share, and consider subscribing. And if you do subscribe, thank you very much. I really appreciate that. Please make sure you hit the little notification bell and then all notifications that we're notified every time I upload. If you want to listen to this podcast on the road, but you don't have them on the Podbean mobile app, hey, not a problem. Boot up wherever you get your podcast, type in Cody's Car Conundrum, and then choose the episode you want to listen to. I will see you all next time. You've just listened to me. Probably ramble about some cars, if I'm being honest. If you've enjoyed me passionately talking about lumps of metal on wheels, then why don't you follow me on Twitter at Cody Carr, C-O-N-U-N-D-R-M, or check out my website, www.codyscarconundrum.com, for articles and other car-related content. If you have any questions or would like to become a sponsor, send an email to drtaffy777 at gmail.com and put sponsor in the subject line. Make sure to follow me here or any other platform so you don't miss out on more full throttle content. Thanks for listening. I'll see you all in the next episode.